0: Welcome to Solo Cleaning School. Are you ready to reshape your mindset and grow your solo cleaning business? Step into today's class with your guide, Ken Carfagno, so you can win for your family. Welcome back to the Solo Cleaning School podcast. We're going to talk about leadership today. The inspiration for this episode comes from an awesome Broadway show that my family just got done watching a few days ago. I'm sure you've seen it. It's called Hamilton with Lynn Manuel Miranda. And I'll start it off with this, the $10 founding father without a father Got a lot farther by working a lot harder by being a lot smarter by being a self-starter By 14 they placed him in charge of a trading charter And every day while slaves were being slaughtered and carted away Across the waves he struggled and kept his guard up Inside he was longing for something to be a part of The brother was ready to beg, steal, borrow, or barter Oh yeah, how was that? I was looking at the lyrics for it on Google. Thank you, Google, for the lyrics. I want to bring a story from this play, Hamilton. But before I do, I want to give you a real-life leadership example of how being an amazing networker and just someone that cares about other people and is curious, how that can pay off for you. So here's a story from my friend, Alonzo. Here you go. I had the pleasure of connecting with my new friend, Alonzo Adams of Busy Bee Cleaning Services out of Westchester, Pennsylvania. So shout out to my buddy who's local to me. I'll tell you, this guy has got it cranking. His business is on fire. He's a keynote speaker. He's a real estate entrepreneur. And he's also the current chairperson of ARCSI, which is the Association for residential house cleaning international so alonzo and i were talking about the benefits and also the the cons of being stuck at home isolated having all of this virtual connectivity at our fingertips can go to conferences can get on meetings can connect face to face but we talked about how this is really not a replacement for in person the connectivity the fellowship The seeing people in person, catching all of the nuances of body language, and really being able to connect with people at a different level. You forget about doing that stuff when you are in quarantine mode. And he gave an example that blew my mind of the value of conferences in person. Now, who knows when these are going to come back? But I heard this story and I was like, Alonzo, can I please, please share that on a podcast? It is so cool. He said, sure, Ken, go ahead. All right, we're both Philly guys, and this is a Philly-related story, so I'm geeking out here. I think this is so cool. So Alonzo was attending an entrepreneur's convention in Las Vegas where many people meet in the hallways because really the conference is not in the chairs listening to the people talk, although that's beneficial the real conference and the real networking is out in the hallways striking up conversation hi my name is and getting to know someone else because you never know where a conversation is going to lead and alonzo was doing exactly that in one such conversation he met a guy named steve alonzo and steve they really connected they hit it off Had about a 10 minute conversation they never exchanged phone numbers Never got business cards passed out to each other. They just say, great meeting you. They went their separate ways. Steve went to his next class to listen to something. Maybe met someone else in the hallway. Alonzo went to his next class. But sometime later, after the conference, Alonzo gets a call from Will Smith's people. Of course, Alonzo's like, oh, come on, man. This isn't the Will Smith's people. They said to him, yeah, Alonzo. We've really heard some great things about you and your cleaning company. Do you remember meeting a guy named Steve in Las Vegas? Yeah, he's one of our guys and he spoke highly of you. Check this out. Will Smith was doing a movie with his son in Philadelphia and they rented a mansion complex outside in the suburbs of Philly that needed to be cleaned On a daily basis, during the entire movie-making process, Alonzo got the job. That conference, which costed Alonzo some money to fly there, to buy the ticket, to get the hotel, to eat, to do the happy hour at night, and to talk to person after person after person. Well, one handshake was a six-figure handshake. And got Alonzo in with Will Smith's people. How cool was that? No, I'm not going to sing the theme song to Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Shall we move on? All right. So back to Hamilton. This podcast on leadership. I'm calling it "Be a Lighthouse, Not a Buoy." We'll get to why I named the podcast such. But let's dig into the Hamilton play first. I just got to say, it was phenomenal. We've been stinking singing the songs all week. Lin-Manuel Miranda is a genius. He's so talented. All of the actors and actresses are incredible. It brought such interest and appeal to the founding fans fathers and their stories. Hamilton was a man that had endured an incredible amount of hardship as a child. If you follow along the play, especially the opening song, you hear that Alexander lost his father. His father left the family at age 10, and his mom passed away of illness, and then he went to live with his cousin who committed suicide, and then His village in the Caribbean is hit by a hurricane and everything is destroyed, but yet he just finds a way to persevere. And in this time of tragedy, he retreats into books to learn everything he can learn. It reminds me a lot of another founding father, Benjamin Franklin. I've read his autobiography. Actually, it was an audiobook, 19 hours long. It was riveting hearing the story of Benjamin Franklin, how these underprivileged young men with an insatiable appetite to learn found books and read books, read stories of people that were successful, biographies, and dug into all kinds of treasures. And that is how Alexander Hamilton and Benjamin Franklin got their start. Follow along in the story of the play. Everyone was so incredibly impressed with the young Alexander Hamilton that they took up a collection to send him up to New York City. And once in New York City, he pursued education. College wasn't his strong point at that time, but he still poured into the books and he went out to make his name. And early on in the play, he meets Aaron Burr, the legendary duel of Burr and Hamilton. Many have heard of it in history. He meets his arch enemy in the very beginning. And the conversation between these two men in the beginning of this play really sets the tone for how the lives of Burr and Hamilton end up. Not because one ends up dead from the other, but the way that they've made impact on our country since the founding 220 years ago. Let's go to that dialogue in the opening act of the play, and then I want to show you how that particular dialogue was carried out through the entire play into the election of 1800 and how ultimately it became the demise of a friendship. Hamilton seeks Burr. He's kind of freaked out that someone is looking for him. He's kind of stalking him. And Alexander's just all excited. I want a revolution and I just want to fight. I want to make my name. And eventually Burr says this. I have some excellent advice for you. Talk less Smile more. Don't let them know what you're against or what you're for. Hamilton pauses and says, you can't be serious. And then Burr simply states, as any politician would, you want to get ahead. Fools who run their mouth off wind up dead. Burr then followed his own advice throughout the play. That You can see this playing out. He climbed the political ranks. He eventually became senator, taking over Schuyler's position in New York. He ran for president in 1800 against Thomas Jefferson. He was the ultimate politician. He took his own advice. He was a buoy in the ocean, rising and falling with the tides of popular opinion He never told anyone what he was against or what he was for. He was always in the middle. He was always vanilla. He was never making a difference. He was never bold. He was always at the whims of others. And he was afraid of standing up for what he believed in. Now let's look at Alexander Hamilton. He did not listen to Burr's advice. See, Burr comes from a privileged family. He was an orphan, but his name had a lot of significance, and Burr was afraid to let his parents' name be tarnished. So he was afraid to take a stand. Fear kept him back. It allowed him to become a great politician because he knew how to always say the right thing. Hamilton did not. He was a man that stood up for what he believed in. He stood up for freedom, for revolution, and he was a decorated soldier, commander, and notably, by far, He was a writer. An incredible writer. It seems like he was writing like he was always running out of time, if you've watched the play. So back to what Hamilton did. He did take a position. He did not listen to Burr. And he made it known. He did not care who he offended. Because the ones that agreed followed him. That's being a leader. Back to Burr. He was a politician. And check this out. In 1800... Thomas Jefferson faced against Aaron Burr, and they were deadlocked in this election. And both of them knew they needed to get the endorsement of Alexander Hamilton. Burr thought, yeah, that's a great idea. Hamilton's my friend. We may not always agree, but Jefferson is Hamilton's arch enemy. I've got this. Well, look what happens when they get. Hamilton to come and take a side between Burr or Jefferson, knowing that whoever Hamilton chose would become the third president of the newly formed United States of America. Hamilton said this, I have never agreed with Jefferson once. We have fought on like 75 different fronts. But when all is said and all is done, Jefferson has beliefs, Burr has none. Hamilton had worked his lifetime to build the brand new country, the United States, into the power it was becoming. And he did not want to leave the third presidency in the hands of someone that would not take a stand, someone that had no belief, someone that was not going to ever pick a side. He was just going to do what others thought was right. He was going to be a buoy up and down in the ocean. Rising and falling with the tides. That's not a leader. This decision of Hamilton crushed Burr's ego and pride. And after a series of letters back and forth, they squared off in a duel and Hamilton was killed by Aaron Burr. It destroyed Aaron Burr's political career. He never ran for elected office. He retreated into his law firm and that's how he lived out his life. He was almost sentenced for prison time for the murder of Alexander Hamilton. And dueling was outlawed officially after this famous duel. But let's talk about the Hamilton side. Yes, he's dead. He's gone. But during Hamilton's life, he was not a buoy. He did not listen to the advice, talk less, smile more. Don't let them know what you're against or what you're for. He was bold, confrontational, He was divisive, and he liked it because he had a strong opinion. And again, those that didn't like it became his enemy, and those that did were part of the forming of the country. And even in his enemies, they still respected him. Otherwise, Thomas Jefferson would not have sought his enemy's endorsement. Hamilton has left an incredible legacy because he took the stand and became a lighthouse. A light shining over the ocean, drawing others to him. Does every boat come to him? No. The ones that are meant to come to that island or to that mean shore follow the light of the lighthouse. The lighthouse is embedded into the rock It's foundation. It's strong. It's not moving. The tides, the storms will not crush it. It will always stand exactly still. It's leading, it's drawing the right boats to shore or the right people to shore to be part of the team that Alexander Hamilton was building. There's even another scene in the movie early on where General George Washington has Burr standing in his office wanting a position in... Washington's army as a leader. And Washington calls for Hamilton instead. And when Hamilton gets there, he basically says, Hey, Hamilton, you know Burr. Yeah, I know him. Great. Now, Burr, now see yourself out. And Hamilton's like, Am I in trouble? No, sir. He basically tells him, I need a right hand man, and you are the guy. Nobody seems to be able to hire you, but I want you as part of this team. So Alexander's boldness. Attracted other leaders to him. George Washington, one of the greatest leaders in our country's history, was so impressed with Hamilton, a young Hamilton, that he wanted him to serve as his second. And that propelled Hamilton along his path of leadership, not politics. I do believe that there are a lot of politicians that are leaders, genuine leaders. And there are also a lot of leaders that are politicians, genuine politicians. My point here is that in this example, Burr is a politician floating up and down with the tide like a buoy. Alexander Hamilton is a leader, steadfast, strong, stable, foundational, and leading others to him. He chooses a side. He tells people what he stands for and then lets others decide if they want to join along. Burr is always trying to make a friend. Hamilton doesn't care which friends he turns off. This is really difficult as a lesson in leadership. We need to become better leaders. I'm not saying that we need to challenge another cleaning service to a duel. I'm not saying that. Please don't misunderstand me. I'm just saying that history remembers the leaders. I mean, goodness, look at this. 216 years later, Broadway makes a show about Alexander Hamilton But yet, nobody made a show about Aaron Burr. Nope, they put him as the villain in the show about Hamilton. So I do encourage you to become a lighthouse. Maybe you're not strong now. That's okay. You can get stronger. Hang around strong people and you'll get strong. Become a leader. Don't be a buoy. Don't just rise and fall with the ebbs and flows of culture and what people do think and popular opinion. Be a leader. You're going to tick some people off and you're going to track some people to you. It's okay. That's what leadership is all about. Thank you for listening to Solo Cleaning School. Class is dismissed.